Welcome to our New Testament devotional guide. Today we are in James chapter 2. In chapter 2, verses 1 through 13, James is going to confront the area of faith and partiality or prejudice. He lays out the scenario in the opening verses. My brethren, do not hold the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with partiality. Then he gives the picture. A rich man comes into the church and he gets treated well. A poor man comes in and gets shown prejudice. He's told to stand over here or sit here at a footstool. And James in verse 4 says, look, are you not partial in yourselves when you do this? And he reminds them that it's God who looks on the inside to see our faith. Notice verse 5. Has God not chosen the poor of the world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom, which he has promised to those who love him? And James even drives this home further and says, look, in verses 6 and 7, it's the rich people that are hurting you. They were uh, ripping them off and trying to take them into the courts. And then in verses 8 through 11, he really drives home that prejudice is inconsistent with Scripture. If you want to fulfill the royal law, according to the Scripture, you'll love your neighbor as yourself. If you show partiality, you commit sin. And he says, if you keep the whole law and yet stumble in one point, you are guilty as a sinner. And he illustrates that in verses 11, uh, verse 11. And then verse 12, he says, look, you need to speak and do as those who are going to be judged. Now, notice what happens to the one who shows partiality and prejudice. He says, greater judgment is coming. Notice verse 13. Judgment is without mercy to the one who has shown no mercy but mercy triumphs over judgment. God is going to hold those who show prejudice or partiality in greater judgment. Then in verses 14 through 26, James shifts again, and he now talks about faith and works. Now, he is not talking about faith plus works that is going to bring salvation. That's not the issue at all. Paul has already solved that for us. Instead, he is talking about those of us who have a genuine faith, that we've come to know Jesus as Savior, we need to show our faith through our works. A genuine faith is going to work. Now notice verse 15. A brother or sister comes in and is uh, destitute. They don't even have food. And you just say to them, depart in peace and uh, go be warmed and filled. Verse 14, he says, this doesn't bring any profit. That faith is not really salvation faith. Instead, he calls that kind of faith dead. Now, notice the word dead is used in verse 17. Faith by itself, it does not have works, is dead. He uses this in verse number 20, that faith without works is dead. And he also uses it in verse number 26, that uh, faith without works is dead. So three times he talks about dead faith. But he also emphasizes that it may not just be a dead faith, but if you say that you believe in God and you think that that is genuine salvation faith that is going to get you to heaven, you might be absolutely wrong. Notice verse 19. You believe that there is one God, you do well. Even the demons believe that and tremble. So a genuine faith is not just a a, a word that we mouth and say, oh yeah, I believe in God. No, instead it is a genuine salvation experience that brings me to a place that I am showing works because I have trusted Jesus. Ephesians 2.10, we're his workmanship created to do good works. Then he illustrates those good works in verses 21 through 24 with Abraham. Abraham obeyed even when it meant sacrifice. And then Rahab in verse number 25, that Rahab risked her life 
to show that she really trusted God. So he closes, as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. I pray that people will see our genuine faith by the works that we do today. Thank you.